You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Forget the American League Manager of the Year. We will kick him to the side uh, as we get to our national baseball columnist, the great Eno Saris. We've been saying Happy New Year, just not 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 because it's 2023. It's really this is our first show. It's the it's the start of for us baseball season. So it's like Happy New Baseball season to you. That's right. Are we, what are we at? Like 45 days till pitchers and catchers report. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, my wife, I swear to God, we have had, I, I got to host this. I got to MC this event tomorrow night, the, the hot, the, the hot stove banquet that goes on usually every year with all the people in major league baseball, college baseball, minor league, whatever. And I'm going to talk about one of my open, trying to be funny. I'm going to be like with the lockout COVID and just this off season seems so long. My wife thinks I'm a contractor. She thinks I'm a landscaper. She thinks I can do, I'm an electrician. I am tired of being at home and honeydews. <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready to get back to going, nope, can't do that. We got the Royals in town. I can't wait to start working again. Yeah, the winter, the, the winter meetings really killed me too because I've been really looking forward to them. I really enjoy the winter meetings. I enjoy seeing everybody. Um, and I got there and the first day I got sick and I lost my voice after the first night and I'm a responsible adult now. So instead of, uh, saying YOLO and, and drinking my way through the, the, the sickness that was approaching, I drank tea and went to bed early and didn't quite get the full winter meetings experience, but, well, uh, I, I still I... managed to see a lot of people and get a little bit of lay of the land, uh, press some flesh and, and, uh, I did get some value out of it. I I I can back you one hundred percent because you walked by us on your way out. You might have not. You might not remember because you looked awful. Um, <laughs> you came walking by us and you just kind of did a head nod. You had it's midday, sunny out in San Diego. You have sunglasses on inside. You look like you'd been on like a three day bender. Now, now that we, was me being responsible. And, and now, now we know it wasn't a bender. You were actually sick. Yeah, you looked. No. You looked like you didn't even stop to say hi. You just walked by. I was, I was late for radio that day. I had radio right before I was going to fly out. And uh, I scootered. I was late. I scootered. I ran. I was sweating. I was still, and they were they were coming up on the end of their broadcast schedule. So, like, I was their last guest, and I was trying to run up and do it. And then I, when I left, I forgot my laptop and got all the way to the airport <laughs> to come back. So I either saw you coming back to get the laptop or rushing out to, to, to make their last window. All right. We have never seen in the history of sports. I mean, it's kind of a big deal, but right now everybody's worried about the national championship game. Everybody's worried about the NFL. Um, we have never seen ever in American sports history a guy receive – not one, but two 
$300 million contracts. In the same offseason. <laughs> that's guaranteed, and he doesn't sign the contract with either. And everybody's trying to use – you know what's so funny is that here you got the San Francisco Giants. They're signing all these guys that were hurt last year. Two of them didn't even play, but yet Carlos Correa can't sign. It's crazy. But, yeah. But but here you have a record, two contracts, not signed. We still don't know where Correa is going to go. Rumors are the Mets and Correa are haggling over something. Well, if you're haggling over years and money, you're not haggling over an injury anymore. I mean, I, let us know what's going on because this is something we've never seen. Well, I think I think actually it is funny to to laugh about you know the the Giants signing Michael Conforto who's been out of baseball you know uh, for, for over a year um, you know bringing in uh, bringing in guys who have uh, a lot of uh, injury risk themselves but they're all on two year deals so I think you know what really happened was when you start thinking about ten years you you get you you're a little bit more uh, concerned with the medicals and you're a little bit more concerned with um, making sure covering your own butt in case uh, that plate in the ankle becomes a big deal over time. Uh, I did do some like really uh, just like familial over the over the break, you know, asking people in my family. There's a couple plates in in ankles in my family um, <laughs> about how, you know how what their prognosis are, was. Are you they... are you saying you have firsthand knowledge to plates and fractures? <laughs> <laughs> I did my best to to do some sleuthing on the subject. I love it. But uh, but that's I mean that's what that, that's what they're doing is looking at outcomes on these sort of things. They, we know what the surgery you know we know what the situation was. We know what the surgery is. We know what 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 concerns them. And I guess the doctors, if there is a difference of opinion, it's some doctors will say, Oh, once you get the plate in there, he's fine. Others will say, Oh, that plate might have to come out. This will, this is that, the other, uh, obviously the, the giants were out after, you know, they, they discovered this. Um, I, I think that what the haggling is in New York is actually about language. Uh, that's, it is actually about the, the injury still, how many years are guaranteed? How many years have to vest? How many years are there going to be any playing time incentives and, and, and situations in there? And what the the agent is trying to do is keep that number where it was overall. Now, he might make some concessions about about vesting and this and that, but he wants to be able to say it's a three hundred million dollar contract still. I... So that's I think. And, and there's even a, a bit where the Mets were supposedly going back to uh, the uh, to baseball to 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 discuss some of the languages allowed. So they are trying to come up with some sort of incentive structure, some sort of contract structure that covers the Mets for the risk that this is a long-term injury. I heard the dumbest thing today. I heard someone actually say, because my question has been, well, the Astros passed him all these physicals. Then the Twins passed him. And then I heard someone say today, well, the Twins probably didn't do as an extensive because it wasn't a, you know, as big a money. And I'm like, $100 million is a lot of money to the Minnesota Twins. Whether he was going to opt out or not, I can't wait to ask A's doctors, do you do your physical based on how long the contract or do you actually do a – I mean, because I'm having a hard time believing that some teams go, eh, not a big deal, physical and set. I, I think physicals are physicals. Yeah, I, I would I would only say the the only thing I can come up with is this. Let's say let's say that um, 
you know, in any given one year, he has a 2% chance of something bad happening or a 5% chance of anything bad happening based on this ankle. So if you sign a three-year deal, you say, well, in the next three years, no big deal. But if you sign a 10-year deal, you do compound all those 5%, you know, and you're kind of like, well, over the course of 10 years, like, like, what if I ask you, ask the doctor, over the course of 10 years, is this likely to be an issue? Or the course of three years? That's uh, strange. He literally just disappeared on his own. Well, we're off the screen up in front of us. Are we on? Yeah, we're still on. He's back now. Are you uh, there? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Sorry. All right, go ahead. You were talking about uh, the the progression over you, the years. Yeah, you might ask. You might ask the doctor, "Is this a problem over the next three years?" And they say no. And then you ask them about the same issue and say, "Is this a problem over the next ten years?" They might say yes. So that's all I'm saying is yeah. that that could be that could be the gray area in between where because it's obviously something that doctors see differently. Well, yeah, that's that's the first thing the Giants said. This is the difference of opinion. Well, I mean, the, I mean, if if we get like that, I mean, it's going to be hard to sign a lot of people, right? I mean, because professional athletes have issues. It's like funny. It's like, well, if it, it's three years, we're good. If it's ten years, ah, I mean, you can almost do it, but whatever. It'll be interesting to see how how that works out. I compared earlier the situation of Trevor Bauer to Michael Vick. If you remember when Michael Vick was prosecuted, did his time, he was coming out. Uh, there are people in the football world that said he'll never play again. There's no way any team can take the risk. There's no way they can take the PR hit. I heard that, blah, 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 blah. Michael Vick not only came back and play, he's on television on Fox Today talking football professionally. So There's another piece of information that just came out recently. John Coppolella. Uh, who had a lifetime ban from baseball for the things that he did in Atlanta. Lifetime. Uh, lifetime ban from baseball for the things that he did in Atlanta was signing like 12-year-old. I mean, it was, I don't know if it was that young, but he was signing really young players. He was doing all sorts of uh, backroom deals. He wasn't reporting the actual numbers he was giving the kids and all this stuff. Lifetime deal, reinstated. I think it's about five years he did. I think, you know, uh, if you are in trouble ever, uh, you put your head down for a while. You show some contrition and you ride out the storm. I think that if you have like PR people that work in this, I think that's what they tell you. They say like, don't try to make, not to make as many ways as possible in the short term. Uh, say you're sorry and then just wait it out and we'll, we'll, we'll throw some test balloons up and you'll be back in no time. I mean, uh, you know, think about this. Think about movies. How, how many movies are made? Every movie is, is now a remake of something, I feel like, you know? So, so if you've been successful at some point, somebody will bring you back you know? <laughs> so as long as you've done your time. The one thing I think is different about Bauer is he's not really doing the contrition part. He's not really doing like, he's not really saying he's sorry. So I think it makes it a little bit harder for a team that's going to sign him and say, you know, he said, he's sorry. You know, he's done, he, he's, he's done the time he's, 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 he's been, you know, he's done his, his, what he needs to do. And he's, he's come out the other end and we're going to give him a chance. He's not really doing the say he's sorry part. He's went up against baseball to, 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 to challenge it. Nobody's ever challenged a d domestic violence suspension. He's not really publicly saying he's sorry. So it's uh it's a little bit of a different situation. I think yeah, like Michael Vick said he was sorry. <laughs> well, Michael Vick got charged. That, yeah. that, that this is the murky. I'm not a lawyer, but I can assume that knowing lawyers and having been through some legal stuff in my past, if you haven't been charged, 
You think your lawyers are telling you God say sorry? Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Right? See, this is the stuff people don't think about, right? Right. And this is my problem with people. I talk about this all the time. Too many people in sports don't don't get business and get this. I mean, if you're a lawyer and you fought for this guy and the police are not going to charge you, that's we know that's this. Decided, yeah. He's not getting charged. He's not doing. He's not doing time. He doesn't have to. He fight also has this. like pending civil trials, so he can't yeah, comment so wh- on wh- it so because why- there's money on the line for the civil trials. Yeah. So why he, he says get- he's sorry, they could go into the civil trial and say, "Say, yes, he's saying sorry guilt. to get back into the game." So that's why I mean, people have to think about that. Do you think he pitches again? I, I I share your cynicism with regards to he's talented and some team will decide that the risk is enough and that the talent is enough and you know that they get a a player on the on they'll get a player on the on the budget he won't they won't have to pay as much as they would have if he was you know if he didn't have all this baggage yeah so I think he will but I don't know if it'll be this year I mean it's a, it's a lot to sort of sell a team right now to be like hey a I want you to have what. 15 million extra bucks, 20 million extra bucks lying around. And B, I want you to have a PR plan for how we announce this to everybody. And I want to do it in the next two weeks. All righty. As we head this, since this is our first show, what's exciting you right now? There's a lot to talk about leading up. We've got rules changes. We've got a lot of these big signings. Uh, What excites you going in right now, January, 2023? I like that there is uh, there's a, there's a little bit of the super team energy where like the Phillies are really trying to put together a, a, a squad. They put they just got Gregory Soto from the Tigers, and yeah. so now they've got you know a bullpen that's four or five deep. They're like we were so close. We're going to try and build a super team and get better. Uh, but I also want to see what the teams that are not super teams are going to do, and I want to see if these little small signings are going to have a big impact. I mean, I know it's just the Pirates, but like the Carlos Santana signing and. Um, you know, these, these little, like, you know, lefty sluggers that, uh, against the shift, like, are, are, is anybody going to innovate and be winners? Like, think about how the guardians were good last year, how they did it with just a bunch of singles hitters and command pitchers. You know, it's like, I would love to see teams do something new and win somewhere new. So it's an intersection of these new rule changes and which teams are going to be aggressive around the rule changes and try to win in a new way based on, you know, what they can pick up on the market and what they can pick up cheap. You know, there are so many great athletes in our game and the running game is a way to showcase that we can, Mm -hmm. we can see guys run down balls on defense or make great plays and show great range and athleticism in the infield. But one of the things that was always a lot of fun to watch was to watch a guy rip the ball into the gap and let him go. Or oh my guy, God, or, triples are the best. Or a guy gets on first base, and we always revert back to Ricky Henderson. But there was plenty of these guys. I was watching a documentary on MLB Network the other day about the the old Cardinals, where Tommy Herr had 114 RBIs and like seven home runs. <laughs> I mean, all they did was run at Old Bush Stadium on the turf. They were all just running. I'm interested to see. That's athleticism. To see, can we get that athleticism and movement in our game going again? The rules are going to be set up for it. Will we see it? Yeah, and I also would love, and I don't think we saw a ton of this. I mentioned the Pirates, they signed two big lefty sluggers. That's with the shift. But I, I didn't see a lot of people go hard in on speed. 
I saw, you know, Tim LaCastro signed and like, you know, there's some, there's some like speedy guys who got deals again. I think Billy Hamilton signed again. Uh, but there wasn't any team that sort of traded for speed or like, you know, really seemed to like uh, put speed on the table as a way to win. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to see. I want to see if any of these new types of rules are create new ways for teams to win. Cause I would love to see a go-go team. And, oh. you know, maybe, the, maybe the guardians could be it. They're already kind of the slappy singles team. Uh, you know, there's some decent speed on that team. What if they just turn the green light on for everybody and they had, you know, three or four guys with 30, 40, 50 steals along with all those singles might be the way to turn a singles hitting team into kind of a, a pseudo power, right? If you make those singles into doubles, you know, get that guy on second base, get that guy on second base. So um, I, that's what, that's what I love is uh, the baseball gets boring when there's one way to win. And we were approaching that, I think with Good certain point. things yeah. like, you know, barrel rate, the plate discipline who was like okay we know how to predict power we know that walks matter we know and so we started to get really kind of uh, you know strikeouts don't matter as much so all we want are these guys going to hit big bombs and and get on and get walks walk 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 homer that's all we want we don't even care that much about defense we can just put a guy right where the ball is going to apply with the shift we can just we can science this out just put a guy right where he needs to be to to play good defense and uh, I think this will push us to have more athleticism in the game. Also, some of the CBA rules might help us get younger guys in the game quicker because we're talking about this bonus pool that there is, that there's these players make, if they make more money, uh, it's paid by the, the general fund, you know? So there are these ways that they're trying to incentivize getting the young guys into the game faster. And that's another way to, incentive, to, to get speed in the game, get the younger guys in there. Start get playing your top prospects as soon as they're, you know, they can play in the big leagues. Yeah, kid. So I'm hoping these rule changes, like the, the you never know which ones are going to work and like which ones are going to take and which ones the analyst guys are going to care about and which ones they're going to ignore, you know. But like all these rule changes give us an opportunity to give an, a new team that comes up and we can say, oh my god, the Royals are so it's so cool. They're like doing old school baseball. They can pick it at every position. They run like the wind, you know. So I'd like to see I'd like to see a new team sort of step into that void. Yeah, this Ruiz kid that the A's traded for that came over from Milwaukee, but he was in the Padres organization with the Padres being at one point the number one organization. I did some research with the Padres. They loved him. They think he mm-hmm. is going to be super dynamic in these new rules. He had 88 stolen bases, so we'll see. All right, I'm getting my No, pe- I think that I think the A's actually could have a chance to totally. sort of step into that because their outfield is going to be super fast, you know. However, they they put it together, it's going to be a pretty fast outfield. They're going to be able to pick it at all these positions. I think defensively they've done a good job of of targeting guys who can play really good defense. So, everywhere I look, I see really good defense. I see I see really fast players. And on the pitching side, I see a lot of command and lots of pitches. All the guys they got, Sears, you know, all those guys have multiple pitches. Walter Check didn't necessarily have command, but like in terms of the guys they got, Cole Irvins, Paul Blackburns, they're like, we have five pitches and command, and we're going to pitch old school. We're not going to try and strike you out. There's no Spencer Strider, you know, on the A's, on the A's staff. It's all about, you know, just trying to mix it up and, 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 and pitch the spot. So, there's some interesting things going on in Oakland for sure. Let's end on this. I want one offensive metric and I want one metric for pitchers. When you say I got to evaluate an offensive player or I have to evaluate a pitcher, 
what is the one analytic that you go to? I look at this. I look at barrel rate uh, for hitters. Barrel rate is basically how often do they hit the ball powerfully in the angles that create homers and create doubles and singles and, you know, create offense. And it, it becomes meaningful super quickly. And it's easy to understand. It's like barrel rate, like how often you barrel the ball. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's super powerful predictively. It tells you more about power than, can, than, pre- than, than actual power. Like I can, you can have slugging percentage. I have barrel rate. I know more about the guy's future slugging percentage than you do. So uh, it's a super, super powerful stat. For, uh, f- for, for pitchers, I have my stat stuff plus. Uh, I love it. Uh, it just gives you an idea of how good the shapes are because there are pitchers that don't throw 99 who have great stuff. And so stuff is a better way to kind of say how good is the action on his pitches as well as the velo. And uh, so that's why we have Paul Seawald and Felix Bautista up there at the top at stuff plus one is funky and one throws real hard. Funky. Seawald. So funky. (laughs) Funky has worked for over a hundred years and it'll work the next hundred years and it works in every spot. I've I've written both of them down. So as we go into 2023 and Cody said, I'm going to go, what's his barrel rate? I'm going to want to know. (laughs) All right, buddy. Hey, play the sponsor for him. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. We need to get ready for a show at Fieldwork. That's right. Let's prep. And also, I'll get Stuff Plus on a, on a sortable leaderboard somewhere, you know, so you can you can find it easily. Beautiful. All right, buddy. We will talk to you next week, and uh, let's start talking because uh, the season has officially started. Right. The calendar starts filling up. We got to got to get a date. The greatness of Eno Saris right here on A's Cast Live. Coming up next, new Oakland Athletic Trevor May will join us right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.